In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Scriptures today um, very beautiful in our, uh, our remembrance of the Holy Forefathers of Christ, uh, the Old Testament forefathers from Abraham all the way up through the Holy Prophet Malachi. There are many beautiful sayings in the scriptures. And the one of one was, Do not lie to one another, saying that you have put off the old nature and the practices with it, put on the new nature, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there cannot be Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free man, but Christ is all and in all. These are words um, that are deeply rooted in the tradition of the church and deeply rooted in the tradition of St. Athanasius Church. And they were given to us by one man, Father Richard Blue, who's departed this life uh, this, this last week. Yet his teachings, his spirit is so deep within us was thinking when we were hearing the hymn to St. Athanasius um, that it could be applied to, to Father Richard, you know, that he taught us that, you know, to flee the uh, heresy of Arius and to stand firm in the doctrine of, uh, of the Holy Trinity. The Gospel to me is uh, very rich in the depiction of a servant of God who I believe Father Richard was a servant of God obviously so the Lord spoke this parable a man once gave a great banquet and at, at the time of the banquet he, he sent his servant to say to those that were invited come and then they didn't come and then he said, Okay, servant, go quickly to the streets and the lanes of the city and bring the poor and the maimed and the lime and the lame. And he said, I brought them, but it's still not full. Then he said, Go, servant, again. Go out to the highways and the hedges. Which I love this. The St. Hedges. The hedges and compel the people to come in. I want my house to be filled. For I tell you, none of these men who were invited will taste my banquet. For many are called, but few are chosen. Beloved, today we give honor to the first pastor of St. Athanasius Orthodox Church, the right beloved archpriest, Richard Ballou. He was one of the few called. One of the many called and one of the few chosen. He was that servant that went out. That left. And left all he had. He, you know, my memory of him was first <laughs> we heard Father Richard was coming to Goleta. 
He was selling his home in Atlanta, and he stuffed all he had in a station wagon with four children and drove out here and moved into a two-bedroom apartment and got a job as a real estate appraiser to begin building the church of God. This was his life. He did this constantly. Whatever it took was kind of his spirit. I want to just begin by reading, just giving you some words that describe Father Richard. I'm doing this, beloved, because we need to remember this. This isn't just a memory for today. This is a memory for St. Athanasius Church. You know, he, he, he passed on the day of Father Alexander Schmemann's 25th anniversary of his passing. He passed on the feast day of St. Herman, two great American evangelists. I think we could, he could stand very comfortably uh, as a third. Father Richard Ballou was poor in spirit. He was humble. He was wise. He was honest. He was courageous. He was bold with the truth. He was a man of faith, stubborn and persevering in that. He was merciful. He was gracious. He was loyal. He was sacrificing. He was forgiving. He was a servant of God who did not just make an effort who did not just do his best, but he did whatever it took to build the kingdom of God, to build the church of God, to bring the truth of the Orthodox faith to America as best he could. I want to review just a few things in regard to my spiritual father, Father Richard, who I had the great honor to be his spiritual child and to serve him as his assistant for three years full time three years uh, I sat with him during uh, the good times and the bad times I want to tell you how deeply he was affected when people suffered and people weren't doing well he was very deeply affected by the suffering of his people that God gave to him. I want to just share four attributes of Father Richard and explain a little bit about them because I think they're not just to give honor to him, which I believe they do, but they're to be an example for us. How do we follow in these footsteps? He was a man who would give his life for his friend as the scriptures teach us, as the Lord teaches us. He was a good friend. He was an exceptional pastor. There was a time in um, our development early on when the church uh, had uh, kind of exploded. And I was talking to Dean Bruner about it. He says, I believe God exploded it. Uh, and I believe it too. And there were many people hurt and nobody really kind of knew what to do. People were kind of wondering what was the next step. 
So Father Richard Ballou and Father John Braun began every day to walk the streets and knock on doors. There were probably 200 people they called upon. And I never forget living on Posado and watching one evening at about 6 o'clock them just walking down the street. The next evening, them walking down the street. They went to pastor the people, to touch the people, to be intimate with their pain and suffering and to explain to them and to help them and to, and to, and to gather them back, to offer them to come back. It was a very powerful time to see what, what is a pastor, someone who waits for, you to, for, for a door to be knocked on or one that goes out. Father Richard was a pastor that went out. Beloved, we need to take that example for us. If we see somebody hurting, if we see somebody struggling, we need to go out. It's not just for me. It's not just for the priests and the deacons of the parish. It's for you. God called all of us to be priests and kings. So you need to see this example, that when you see somebody hurting, take the example of Father Richard and go out. Go out. It's a very powerful thing to see his work developing from Grace Catholic Church to the Evangelical Orthodox Church and finally to St. Athanasius Orthodox Church. What a, an amazing, amazing man uh, he was to help build the parish in a pastoral foundation. He was a man who uh, taught us that the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. I remember we were kind of struggling and uh, we had formed the church to start the church uh, back in the early 70s. <clears throat> and he said, I know the solution. I know what we need to start with. And I, of course, I had my idea. Everybody had their idea. He said, we need to know the Holy Trinity. I went, oh, uh, I don't think that's it. I, I'm, that can't be the right answer. Doctrine? We're going to study doctrine? Well, beloved, it healed. It healed the souls of 200 people to understand the truth of God, who the true God is, who the Son of God is, it healed people. I had a wonderful encounter with a, a wonderful African-American pastor here, David Moore, who said, you know, Father Nicholas, you guys are really lucky because you have the power of the Trinitarian doctrine. That doctrine heals people. I said, David, you know, I agree. You know why I agree? Because it healed me. It healed me. When you know the true God, and, and, you, and you begin to worship the true God, your soul becomes whole. It, is, it becomes healed. And so this, this, this truth, the truth about the incarnation, the truth about, about the very doctrines of the church, you know, because we grow up in a uh, situation where doct we, we believe doctrine divided. Well, why don't we just believe in Jesus, the old doctrines, because, well, what happened when, when we had that spirit, that's what exploded everything. But when we started to come back, we began to see the solidarity 
of believing in that which is true and being and then be formed under that uh, under that foundational element. And he was guided. He was guided by Saint Athanasius. That's why when I when we sing the hymn to Saint Athanasius, it's really almost a tribute to Father Richard because he believed Saint Athanasius taught him Trinitarian doctrine, and I believe it was true. When we submitted our teaching to the Orthodox uh, Church, they went, "My goodness, you guys know Trinity. You guys know the Incarnation. You guys are solid." So. Seeking the truth, beloved. Be a seeker of the truth. Be a proponent of the truth. Don't be afraid to, to go out and encourage people to believe in the fullness of the church, in, in the, the solidarity of the teaching of the church. It's healing people. The truth does set people free. So may we, as his example, take that truth out there. You know, it's interesting... He did many, many things in his life. And at the very end, you know, he's in the, his mid-70s, he came to me and he says, we've just begun. We've just begun. What he did is he set these little Bible studies up all around to teach on the Trinity. All around Sacramento. There's six Bible studies going that Father Richard started uh, teaching on the Holy Trinity. And that truth will set people free. So may we be seekers of that truth, but also proponents of that truth. May we take that truth out as well. He was a man who did not lay any burden on any of his people that he himself would not carry. That's very hard to do as a pastor. It's very hard to do as a parent. You know, how many times as a parent your kids confront you? Well, you do that. And you say, well, do as I say, not as I do. The great parent excuse. The great parent cop-out. The great pastor cop-out. Father Richard would never do that. Never lay a burden on another that he himself wasn't carrying or wouldn't carry. I remember sitting with him one time I went to him and I said, Father Richard, I want, I want to have, I want to submit to you a, uh, I want you to give me as my spiritual, as your spiritual side, I want to give me a prayer rule and I want you to give me a fasting rule. Because I want to be obedient. I don't want to have my own thing. Because you know how your own thing goes? You know, it's really easy to compromise your own thing. <laughs> but it's really hard to compromise something you've agreed on with someone else. Uh, so I went to him, and he said, Well, tell me, Father Nicholas, how often do you pray? I said, Well, my prayer is primarily in the morning, uh, and I pray, you know, 80% of the time. He said, 80%? I said, Well, maybe 75. He said, 75? I said, Well, maybe 65. He said, you, you, then he told me this. He said, Do you want my advice? Or do you want me to tell you what to do? And I said, I want you to tell me what to do. And he said, have a rule 
and never miss. Keep it small, but never miss. And I tell you, that changed my life. It changed my life. Never miss. Do something you can do, but don't miss it. It will change your life. It'll change your, it will change your life. Be obedient to that. Don't miss. You know, there's something that happens when you consistently come to God. Even in a little way. But he knew that would change my life. He knew that this was the time to do that. Because there were other times in my life when I came to him that he wouldn't say, uh, do you want me to, do you want to, do, what you, do you want me to give you advice or do what I tell you? He wouldn't do that very often. But this moment he knew that I needed a rule that I wouldn't compromise. <clears throat> and then another time, uh, laying, laying another burden on me spiritually, <clears throat> he had moved up to Sacramento. <clears throat> and he came down, he called me, he says, I need to meet with you. And then Father David Ogan, who was then in, uh, in Alampoc. And he said, Father Nicholas, I have found uh, the, spirit, the secret to spirituality. Father Richard always was finding the secret to everything. So <laughs> this is like, okay, what's next, you know? The secret to evangelism, the secret to this, the secret to that. You know, he got it. He found it. And he, it was very interesting to me. This is very unlike him. He took Father David Ogan and I up to a Casa de Maria for a night. And he taught us on the Jesus prayer. He said, this has saved my soul. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Pray it over and over and over again, and your soul will be healed. You will begin, you draw closer to God. You'll overcome anxieties. And I will tell you, those two things that he gave me, one, that rule of prayer, and that the Jesus prayer have saved me. And he knew they would do this. The beautiful thing about a spiritual father like that as he knew when to come and tell you. And he didn't tell me many things. <clears throat> but these two things he did. <clears throat> and I will pass, I pass them on as much as I can uh, to anyone that comes my way. <clears throat> he taught on tithing. I remember we went, you know, we were a tithing parish and we were very, we had, you know, probably 80% of our people were tithing. Sadly, it's down to about 40%, but we're working on that. We went to a, uh, a diocese meeting that he wanted, that, that uh, the bishop wanted Father Richard to speak on tithing. And he said something that has always stuck with me and that we believe from the very beginning. He said, tithing isn't a stewardship program. Tithing. It's something you do because you love God. And that was a comfort. That was it. If you love God, then you tithe. You know? And you, or you struggle to tithe. But you don't forget it. You know, sometimes you can't give 10%, but maybe you can give 1% with the hope that you can give 10. 
But you do it because you love God. You write that check because you love God. S-A-O-C, St. Athanasius Orthodox Church, tithe, because I love God. It should be the most joyous check you write. That was Father Richard. He gave, he gave everything away. He never, never held on to anything. Why? Because he was so generous? Yes, but that wasn't first. It was because he loved God first that he felt he could give everything away. So let us take that example as well. He was a man of incredible grace. To me, uh, pastoring uh, and co-pastoring with him, uh, I remember there's several things he told me that have stuck with me, and I'll share them with you. One, he said, Father Nicholas, this was when I was, uh, when I was really busy. I'm not busy anymore. But, uh, <clears throat> he said, you, you'll never get everything done. So go home. You'll never get everything done. Remember that. Remember that. You'll never get everything done. There's times to stop and start the next day because you have other things to do. You have people in your family, you've got friends, you've got the church, you've got other things. So stop. It will be there tomorrow. And if it won't be there, something else will be. You know, so, so that has helped me so many times just to get up and go. He was a man who believed so deeply in communion, a communion a communing community. And I mean that not from the standpoint of simply Eucharist. I mean that from the standpoint of every time he got together, it was communion. When he played golf, it was communion. When he hit, he could hit the heck out of the ball. And uh, when he did, he would put this kind of wry smile on his face and say, now that was smitten and afflicted. <laughs> this is still just, it rings in my ears. Every once in a while I'll be out there. It reminds me of my father. My father used to whistle when he played golf. And every once in a while I'll whistle. And as soon as I whistle, I think of him. And this will be the same with Father Richard. He was a man who believed in an uh, amazing, amazing, graceful spiritual father. I remember coming to him one time just very frustrated with all the things I wasn't accomplishing. And he said, Father Nicholas, you must understand that God is first merciful. First merciful. So allow him to be merciful. Yeah, keep working. Do your best. But understand that God is merciful, gracious, long-suffering, plenteous in mercy and compassion, who loves the just and has mercy on the sinner. So that got, that got very deep in me. And lastly, um, 
as soon as I heard that Father Richard had died uh, early on Saturday morning, my my one of my first thoughts was, my goodness, he left it all on the field. He left it all on the field. He was fighting and thinking about the next thing to do to the very end. There was no retirement in Father Richard. There was no day off in Father Richard's life. It was all about the kingdom of God. It was all about pastoring his people, taking care of his family. He never took a day off. Even his day off, he took it with me. You know, when he was here, it was like his assistant should run away from me because I was talking about their church all the time. But that to him, it wasn't a day off. He left it all on the field. Wow. You know, he built the church. He was so much about the church. That was his whole life. Um, that's how he built everything here, around church. He believed in that Eucharistic community, that we needed to be sacramental to have the body and blood of Christ every Sunday. He was the leader of an administrative movement, uh, administrator of the movement that brought thousands of people to Orthodoxy. He helped build St. Athanasius Academy of Orthodox Theology, which was foundational in the bringing of many people to, uh, to the church. And in that he helped write, and I would probably say was the main writer for the New Testament and the Old Testament study Bibles. It took him ten years in that Old Testament. He, he probably did it every day. He told me one time he, he was... Oh, this is so good. He was he, he would have to, he'd had to get down, like he'd have to get his foot up on a chair, because he couldn't bend down to tie his shoes, or put his shoes on. It was like loafers, because I was with him when I said, "Do you need some help with that?" He said, "Well, you know what happened, Father Nicholas." He says, "I was I was at the computer for so long that I froze." No, really. I mean, he, that's what he did, probably 10 hours a day. And that he did it like day after day after day. And so by the time he, one day he woke up and tried to bend over and he couldn't do it. Because he was like, he had frozen this position. <laughs> that is so typical of him too. Like, what does it matter? We'll, it'll fix, it'll be fixed. You know, sacrifice my body. It has nothing to do with, with that. He never complained about anything like that either, which is an amazing thing. So... Here he is, kind of the, the builder of this academy and then the initiator of both the Old Testament and New Testament study Bibles. Helping bring thousands of people to Orthodoxy, building a church, building two churches, one here and one in, San, and interestingly enough, it's St. Athanasius in Sacramento, by no happenstance. You know, the things he did, the one, one of those things would have been enough for a lifetime. And like I say, the last time I got with him, he had another idea. And he was instituting it. In fact, they were going out, I, I went to think, they were trying to raise a million dollars to help build this new ministry. It never stops. He left it all on the field. Beloved, leave it all on the field. Leave it on the field. There's no retirement in the kingdom of God. 
be preaching, be an example, be a care person, leave it on the field. That, that is my example of this. I don't want to retire. I want to leave it on the field. And so we today give honor to Father Richard, but beloved, he would be embarrassed if all we did was honor him and not took his example ourselves. So I encourage you, as I encourage myself, to take his example and take those things that you know that are good and rich and pure and holy and true about him and begin to put them in your life. Leave it on the field. Be a person that speaks the truth, that takes the truth out. Be someone that, that uh, gives your life for a friend. Be one that doesn't lay a burden on another that you're not willing to carry. And again, leave it, leave it on the field for that with, with the Lord saying to him, well done, good and faithful servant, may those same words be given to us with the same effort. Uh, so through the prayers of our Lord Jesus, through the prayers of our Holy Mother, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on the soul of your servant, Archpriest Richard. Grant it him to be placed in the courts with the righteous. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.